Come on, let's give Jesus the best we got. Anyone glad to be in God's house today? Amen. I'm glad you're in God's house today. It feels good in the room today. I've just had a few moments around uh, the campus and in the first service, but just to experience all of the wonderful people that call Celebration home and your volunteers and just the worship expression in this house. This church feels healthy and uh, feels alive. I don't know about you, but I'm not interested in going to dead church. Amen. I, I need to be somewhere where something's moving and something is happening and can feel the presence of God because there is nothing like it. Amen. Great to be with Pastor Frankie today. I uh, honor him sincerely. I don't just uh, uh, throw that word out there, but uh, appreciate uh, him very much, his friendship, his leadership, and uh, the way that he is leading Celebration Church, all of the team. <coughs> what, a, <coughs> what a blessing you are. I don't know anything about black coffee. I don't drink coffee. <coughs> if you do a series called Double Stuff Oreos, <laughs> I'm your guy, I promise you. So, uh, <coughs> it's great to be here today, and I want to talk to you for uh, a few minutes today about worship. We've had incredible worship here today, and I appreciate that very much, and that really uh, makes <coughs> my assignment a little bit easier. I'm not preaching what I want to be preaching necessarily today, but I uh, just really felt strong uh, in praying about this service and and wanting to uh, uh, help you, uh, that this is exactly what God wanted me to speak uh, to this house. And so I want to talk to you about worship, but it really is deeper than the, uh, the outflow of worship, deeper than uh, just the aesthetics of worship or uh, what, what you and I might uh, refer to as praise. When, when I ask you to clap your hands or as Pastor Frankie did just a few moments ago, that incredible ovation uh, in this house that thundered, that really is what I define as praise. Worship, I see more as a lifestyle. Worship is how I think. Worship is how I handle my Finance, worship is how I treat you. Those, those things are worship. And then when I come in to the presence of God, if I've worshiped, it makes it easier to praise. Amen. Does that make sense to anybody today? Amen. If I've lived my life pleasing to God, that doesn't mean uh, I, I, I'm perfect. That doesn't mean I have it all together. In fact, quite the opposite. But uh, if, if, if I've, if I've at, least, at least pointed myself in the direction of God and, and have done my very best when I come into the presence of God, there is a fullness there and there is a desire there to express him with everything that I have. That's why if you're new to this kind of church, if you're new to this kind of an atmosphere, sometimes you think, ah, this is not what I'm used to, and yet something down inside of you is saying, no, get involved in that. Be a part of that. Something is comfortable in the presence of God. That is the God-shaped size, God-sized shape in you that can only be filled by him. So today, I, I want to I talk to you about worship with 
me. Worship with me. Let's, let's join together and worship together. Psalm 34, beginning at verse 1, David is writing. He said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. It's graduating. I'm understanding praise for me. I'm understanding worship for me. But, but then he's building. He's trying to get somewhere. And ultimately, I, I, I want you to do this with me. I want us to worship together. I want us to walk together. David, David if he's known for anything, he is known for worship. It's known for being a worshiper, a good one too, because he's writing songs, he's on hillsides, he's leading a congregation of of sheep, and yet David is passionate, passionate and and, and strong in his desire for the things of God. He's, he's not perfect. I, I know we're seeing the highlight reel of David's life. We're, we're seeing him uh, take care of lions and bears and giants. And, and, and you're seeing David uh, slaying his tens of thousands. And we're, we're seeing the, the great uh, high moments of David's life. But David's life was also marked by incredible lows. His life was marked by uh, challenges and difficulties and seasons where uh, things were not good. Things uh, were, were not settled within himself. And I submit today that that is what makes David a great worshiper. And, and, and if you can see your own life uh, parallel to David's at all, if you can, can see yourself in his story, uh, it, it, is what, it is what makes the difference in David's life that when he went through these challenging times, David did not turn away from God, David turned toward God. If I could give you any advice today, if I could coach you, if I could, if I could say anything in the few moments I have today is, is no matter what is happening in your life, no matter, no matter what is swirling, no matter what is being diagnosed, no matter who is leaving, no, no matter what you lack, no matter what challenges you face, do not run away from God. I don't know what that is. It's, 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 it's the enemy when, when, when I'm going through hell, when I'm dealing with crisis. I don't know what it is about a Sunday morning when I'm in a season of struggle that makes me want to pull the covers up over my head and just forget that there are three worship experiences to choose from. Something wants me to isolate myself and run from the presence of God, but that's the best time to throw the covers off, brush them teeth put on your clothes and get to the house of God because in his presence there is fullness of joy that is what makes the difference in David's life he's always hungry he's never satisfied but he develops this lifestyle of 
reaching. He, he describes himself in Psalm 42 and said, As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts. There is something desiring. There is something thirsty. I, I'm wanting more of you. When shall I come and appear before God? When is going to be my next opportunity? Wednesday can't get here soon enough. Next Sunday seems too far away. I'm going to have to get into the presence of the Lord right here in my vehicle today because I want to experience the presence of God. So let's break these three verses down just a moment today. David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. All times. If you're taking notes today, write, write that that, that word down in all caps, A-L-L, circle it in your Bible, underline it, write it on your hand like my 12-year-old son does. I don't want to forget this. Are you planning to take a shower, son? No, not, not anytime soon. I, I, I don't, yeah, it's, uh, the struggle is real. But I, I will bless the Lord at all <clears throat> times. I know you don't know me, and I'm getting to know you, and it requires that we just be honest with one another, be real with one another for just a moment. But I'm wondering if you ever have those times that you just don't want to worship. I mean, you're just not feeling it. It's not, it's, it's not that, you know, Ricardo's not here that day. It's, it's, it's not that they're just doing that one song you don't really care for. I mean, there's just something inside you that just doesn't want to worship. The reality is my worship is not supposed to be determined by times or circumstances. My worship is not supposed to be predicated on seasons or whether I have enough or whether I'm living in lack. My worship, he said it's supposed to be at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. Doesn't matter when. We, we, We moved to Atlanta back in January, January the 1st, and we were, we're native Houstonians, native Texans, and uh, used to this climate. We get to Atlanta. It seems as though it's due east of here, but uh, we're, we're actually experiencing, uh, you know, four seasons and, and experiencing more winter. Some of you that are from the true north are saying, yeah, whatever, but I, I get it, but, but, but it's colder there than, than, than what we're used to. And so uh, here we are, January, February, we're new uh, to the area, and we have like, you know, one day, two day, three days, four days, five days, where it's hovering around 15 degrees. It's cold, yeah, you're all like, man, I'm, I'm putting my boots and fur on, you know, when it drops below 70. Uh, but I mean, it's... <laughs> You look great, ladies. I know. They promised a cold front this week. You're just a little early with the boots, but, but, but we're glad you're here. I mean, it was cold, you know, but we, we, didn't, we didn't just, you know, hunker down in the house and say it's 15 degrees outside. No, we're out of milk. We're out of Lucky Charms. We, we don't have any turkey. We're, 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 in, a, we're in a jam here. We're not, we're not going to stop eating just because the season is not conducive. 
No, we bundled up and we made our way to the grocery store and got the things that we needed to to, to survive for a few more days. It's the same thing with worship. I I don't choose not to worship just because the season I'm living in or the thing that I'm going through or the challenge. No, I'm worshiping in spite. I will bless the Lord at all times. At all times. And then he says that his praise will continually, continually be in my mouth. You see, faith and doubt and, and belief and unbelief, all of those things can exist in the same mouth. Some of you beat yourselves up because it seems like one minute, you know, you're really positive and the next moment you're, you're, you're negative or you're you know, you're, you're, you're feeling that kind of uh, just bent toward, you know, things are never going to work. And, and it, it's weird. Hebrews tells us that faith and fear exist in the same, in, in, in the same voice. It's, it's odd that those uh, things can somehow reside in all of us. Paul said, when I would do good, evil is present. There is a war that is going on in my members. But hear me today. If you make up your mind to worship God, if you make up your mind to live a lifestyle, of worship, uh, it's going to choke out the negativity because it's impossible to declare that God is good. It's impossible to say that God is worthy and wonderful and exalted and, and magnified. It's impossible to declare the goodness of God in your life and then in the next breath declare that you hate your life because if you worship, you win. If you praise. You have power. If you, if you are willing to acknowledge the Lord in all of your ways, he says, you know what? I like hearing that from you. So I'm going to try to order your life around that praise. I'm going to try to put your steps together so that things are working in your life to the point that you won't even want to say those other things because I like to hear you worship like to hear you worship. We're created for worship. We're created. We're created to do this. We're created to choose that we will worship today. When he, when he created the bird, he put a song in the bird and said, bird, you've got one song that you're going to sing. You're going to sing it flying. You're going to sing it nesting. You're going to sing it uh, at all times. Trees, I'm creating you beautiful and strong and tall, but you don't have a choice in the matter. When the wind blows, you are going to sway. It's just what you're created to do. But you, sir, you, ma'am, I'm going to create you and I'm going to give you the choice. That's what makes your choice to come to Celebration Church today so powerful. You're already blessed. You don't even know what may happen in the next 15 minutes or so, but you're already blessed simply because you made the choice to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and come into his courts with praise. said his praise will continually be in my mouth. But here's the deal. If you're not a worshiper, you, you may struggle with the next verse. 
Because David said, my soul will boast in the Lord. And the humble will hear it gladly. My soul, my soul is going to boast in the Lord. That tells me that, 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 that no matter who I am, no matter what I've done, I cannot take the credit for God's goodness in my life. I, I, I cannot sit back and let people applaud me. No, my soul will boast in the Lord. If there is anything good happening in my life, if there is anything good going in my life, I promise you it is the Lord, it is the Lord who woke me up this morning, the Lord who started me on my way. Who are we? Who are we to write on our Facebook that it was all us, that we did this? No, every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of life. Do you know how good God has been to you? got to be grateful. We have to be thankful. He said, my soul is going to boast in the Lord. And then he said, listen, only the humble are going to hear this, not those from humble, but only the humble will hear it gladly. He said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Listen, I understand my worship today. I understand the choice that I have to make today. But what about our worship? What about the responsibility that I have to worship with you? And the responsibility you have to worship with me? He said, listen, when you get to this, that there is a magnification of the Lord. The Lord gets even bigger. He gets even greater. He gets even more powerful. Wait a minute, I thought I was experiencing everything there was to experience in God. No eye has not seen, an ear has not heard, it's not even entered into our heart. We've not even been able to imagine what he can do and will do and wants to do in our lives. But he said the Lord is going to be magnified even greater if, if we will do this with one another. So how are things between us? In, 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 in a current culture right now that wants you and I to dislike one another a whole lot. In, in, in society right now where race is rising against race where there is so much conflict and so much turmoil and, and so much offense. I mean, what is the deal? Every single person is offended these days. And if we're not careful, we see it happen in the church. If we're not careful, we see it creep its way into the house of God where we're supposed to be above these things and beyond these things and spiritually mature uh, over these kinds of things. David said, listen, I want to magnify the Lord with you. I want to exalt his name together. I refuse. I refuse to hate my brother. It doesn't matter if the news told me that I ought to. It doesn't 
doesn't matter if their status on social media, I, I don't, it, doesn't, it doesn't rub me the right way. I, I refuse to let something come between you and I. Why? Because we have something we have to do. We have to worship together. We have to walk together. We have to work together. We have to see God do something big in our community and we have to do it together. David is not just writing. David has experience in offense. Saul has talked about him. Saul has lied on him. Saul has tried to kill him. David could feel those strong feelings getting in the way of his praise. Those feelings trying to choke out the blessings of God in his life. And I know, I know he told us, he said, only the humble are going to hear this because we, we like being right more than we like being right. I'm sorry. We, 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 we struggle with this. And, and he said, you're, you're going to struggle with this. This is going to be hard for you to swallow and difficult for you to understand. But if you will magnify the Lord with me and if we can exalt his name together, it bothers me. It bothers me as a pastor in, in the church that I serve. It, it bothers me in a community. It bothers me when people say, oh, that's, a, that's, that's an old fight. Those are Hatfields and McCoy. This goes back generations. I don't know. That was great granddaddy that couldn't stand that neighbor. So we can't stand. Do you know why? No, I don't have any idea why. It's just what granddaddy did. So it's what I do. And we have generational offense. And hear me, the Lord, the Lord in the midst of of all the crazy that's going on in our country. The Lord is saying, I want to bring healing and I want to do it through the church. There's yet to be a politician that can get it done. There's yet to be anybody, anywhere, entertainment. No no one's able. It's got to happen in the church. So if we're going to heal our community, we have to be healed among ourselves so that we can worship Let me calm down and get back to First Baptist mode. I'm, I'm feeling this thing too strong. You see, worship graduates. It's progressive. The Bible says it was from glory to glory. That there was faith to faith. I believe there are dimensions in God. There, 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 are, there are glories in God that we've not yet experienced. And it could be that we are stuck at a lesser glory. That we are stunted at a lesser faith. And hear me, the enemy does not mind you coming to Celebration Church. I know that's a shock. Because you think it's his goal to get you to sleep in every Sunday. He doesn't mind you coming as long as you never graduate to another glory. He's willing to concede that you come to church and you clap off beat. <laughs> clap off beat as long as your hips don't lie. As long as you don't get too into it. 
or enjoy it too much. But as soon as you start hearing this kind of word that says, wait a minute, I can't just go to church and despise that family member. Something has to be healed. Something has to be reconciled. And it could be that I'm living at a lesser glory simply because I'm not worshiping with, with, that we're not doing this together. So how, how can we worship with one another? I think the notes are in your app. I'm not going to try to teach my way through them. If you're taking notes, I'll give them to you quickly. But we can worship with one another by serving one another. John 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. It's an incredible Bible study just to read your way through. I love the book of John, my favorite book of the Bible. But Jesus begins in John 13. He, he begins, he, he, he's washing their feet in John 13. And Peter is saying, Lord, you're not washing my feet. No. I know how dirty my feet are. I don't want you touching my feet. And Jesus said, look, Peter, if you don't allow me to do this, you have no part in me. I have to serve you. And I have to teach you to serve others because that's how we worship with one another. 1 Peter 4 and 10, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Number two, we encourage one another. We encourage one another. Do not let your hearts be troubled. John 14, trust in God. Trust also in me. Hebrews 3 and 13, encourage one another daily, 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 not just on Sunday, but daily, as long as it is called today. Number three, number three, he said, produce, produce with one another. Produce, produce with one This is the devil. Do y'all know the devil? <laughs> just walked up into this I'm going to have to preach about 18 more minutes now just to get the devil out (laughs) just kidding produce produce with one another what does that mean Jesus told them in John 15 remain in me and I will remain in you no no branch can bear fruit by itself it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. The only way this works is if you remain connected to me. Do you realize that fulfilling your, the destiny that's on your life, it's, it's directly linked to your connection to the branch, to the trunk, to this house. And then number four, we worship with one another by protecting one another. Protecting one another. John 16 and 1, all this I've told you so that you will not go astray. I'm protecting you. I'm guarding you. Number five, pray for one another. It's how we worship with one another. 
I mean, in the old church, you know, we just took one another by the hand and we just lifted it up until both palms got sweaty and then we lost our burden for one another. No, it's deeper than that. It's more than that. It's beyond that. It's greater than that. I'm serving. I'm encouraging. I'm protecting. I'm praying. I'm worshiping with you. I have no doubt I'm, I'm speaking today in a room that has people who have been hurt, who have been abandoned, who have been abused, people who have every reason in the world to look side-eye at every single person that comes into your life. But I'm telling you, Jesus has another glory for you. And he has more faith for you. And this is graduation day for someone in this room who's been through too much, too much, been through too much. Father, I thank you for helping people in this house today. I thank you for healing people in this room today. There is emotional damage, scarring pain. There's people in this room that are bleeding right now. Others are just trying to nurse old wounds and some just have the scars that they feel like announce their arrival no matter where they go. Today I speak healing. Speak healing for our nation. I speak healing for our community. I speak healing for this household of faith. Because we have to be bigger than the culture. We're not about the culture. We're not, we're not following Hollywood or social media. We're, it's, it's thy kingdom come. Jesus, we thank you for it. 